0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So we are at episode 18 now and t- bleh, and this week's um, episode is going to be a solo podcast. So before I get into the topic that we're gonna be discussing today, I just want to um, talk a little bit about my new website. So I am really proud of this because I managed to build it all by myself. Well, with the help of like some software and all that, but um, I didn't hire someone to do it, I did it myself. So I'm really proud of myself. Um, Finally, it's a long time coming but if you want to go and check out the website, it is Kate Hamilton, KateHamiltonHealth.com. Um, so go check it out and it's just got bits of information about me and about the Nourish Move and Shine program and the podcast and um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I've kind of just got it up and running, so it's far from perfect yet. And I need to get loads of photos and stuff to it, but you if you go on there, there's actually lots of client progress photos and stuff. So you get an idea of kind of the results that people are getting from the program. And speaking of the Nourish, Move and Shine program, I um, just wanted to mention that I will be opening up registration for the new intake of the Nourish, Move and Shine program in the next few weeks. So it's closed now till Christmas. I won't be taking any more clients on until after Christmas, but I will be take uh, we'll be getting people to register before Christmas if possible and we will beginning we will be I can't I can't seem to speak this evening we will be beginning on the 9th of January so it'll be a great um, time to get focused and feeling good in um, the weeks after Christmas basically. So Nourish, Move and Shine I'll just do a quick little recap about what it's what it is for anyone who hasn't heard me go on about it before, which, you know, I can't imagine at this stage I'm always going on about it. But the Nourish, Move and Shine program is an eight week program. It is a nutrition, training and lifestyle program. It is group coaching, so it's not one to one, but it feels like one to one. I keep my groups quite small, so I take people on every four weeks to the Nourish, Move and Shine program and um. You're in a WhatsApp group with the other people who are on the same week of the program as you. And then so I always have two WhatsApp groups going at the same time um, and everyone in your WhatsApp group will be on the same week of the eight week program as you. So the WhatsApp groups are always great support, great community, great for ideas, you know, for bouncing things off each other. And then I'm always available to anyone um, through text, through email. Um, Who wants to ask me any questions also is no hassle. So um, basically what you get every week is so you get your weekly PDF email with your week of the program. Each week of the program has a different focus. So it has a different nutrition focus, a different movement focus and a different mindset focus. Now, mindset is a huge, huge part of the program because I'm a firm believer in that is where long lasting change actually happens. So there is work to do. There's journaling work, there's mindset work, um, but it really is a game changer and um, just makes all the difference in um, making long term changes. So and then the nutrition focus each week will be, you know, it changes from t- just talking about whole foods in general to focusing in on protein, to focusing in on healthy carbohydrates. And it, it goes into de- different topics each week. And um, then the movement is always based around um daily, everyday movements, like getting your hitting your steps and then your workouts and how to kind of um, optimize doing both of those to um, to make progress. So like I said, the program includes workouts there are home or gym based workouts, you'll have access to both anyway. And there's several different programs within that. So there's a gym beginner program. We have um, a gym, uh, just a gym program. And then we have a gym with barbell program. So the gym program has just has some of the machines and some of some dumbbell work, whereas the gym with barbell will include barbell movements like the deadlift and back squat and things like that in there, too. So there is something for everyone there. So I do say to anyone who is a complete beginner, it is totally suitable for complete beginners. The workouts are something that we can get to. They're not even somewhere you need to start if you don't want to. And anyone who does have some a good bit of experience in the gym, this program can also work for you just to give you that little bit of focus, that little bit of accountability and a structured program. So it, there is something there for everyone. It is specifically designed for busy women. Okay, so I'm talking busy mums, I'm talking busy professionals, I'm talking busy mum professionals. You know, if you are someone who finds it difficult at this stage of your life to prioritise yourself, then this program is for you. Okay, it is flexible, it is a step by step process, and it is about making habits work. in your life and learning how to prioritize yourself a little bit every day again. So because I know what it's like, I have three kids myself. I work full time and I know what it's like to try and fit everything in. And it can be really overwhelming and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And you never have to be perfect on this program. You will not be given a, um, I you call it a meal plan because I don't believe in the meal plans are not real life. Meal plans are another diet. We've all done the diets. That's what I'm actually going to talk about today. Um, that's not what Nourish, Move and Shine is. So um, I think that kind of covers it. So and we also do we monthly, I going to say weekly, not weekly, monthly meetups where we and get a walk in and um, do some sort of hike and then maybe do a coffee or whatever afterwards. So for anyone who's local enough and or anyone who wants to make the trip. So um, that is also an option. But um, anyway, getting on to this week's topic. So this week's topic is after talking about nourishment and shine, this is actually perfect. Um, I've tried all the diets and nothing works. Okay, so I'm the queen of trying absolutely everything. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Slimming World. I've been on the paleo diet, keto diet. I did the body coach program back in the early days, which was actually quite good, except he did give meal plans at the time. But um, yeah, um, I even went vegan for a while. Um, So as you can imagine, I've been there. I've done that. And I just want to say, if you are a woman who's 30 plus, you're kind of similar generation to myself. It's not your fault that you have fallen victim to this diet culture. And I just think that's really, really important to note because I think some women think that there's something wrong with them, that they have been dieting all these years and they haven't been able to achieve that what they want. And, um, it's just, not it isn't our fault we have been particularly our generation now i know the younger generation have different um have different struggles and different um things to overcome but obviously most of my clients are, are 30 plus and so am i so um focusing in on that i think that when when i was growing up anyway it was considered beautiful to be really skinny we were talking um Kate Moss, Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, you know, that scrawny, skinny kind of look was attractive then. It was kind of, yeah, it was the goal was always to be skinny and everywhere in every magazine that you'd read, it was all about restriction and low carb and this, that and the other. So it was kind of given that we were supposed to eat very little. So then we'd fall into this habit of eating very little and then binging because you can't actually sustain long unless you like have an eating disorder you're not going to be able to go long periods of time without or like with with serious restriction and if you do have an eating disorder then obviously that's you know where medical help needs to come in but um and eating disorders are not always just restricting what you're eating so that's also important to note that you know the the, the, the binge and restrict is also um, very much disordered eating and a lot of us fall victim to disordered eating, which is different to eating disorders, but, um, and probably don't, aren't even aware. So anyway, basically, so I would start a new diet. I'd make a plan. I'd put it in my calendar. I'd calculate the amount of pounds I wanted to lose and it would always be something ridiculous. And keep in mind, I, I'm five foot six at the minute I weigh around 10 stone, so about 140 pounds, 64 kilos or something like that. That's what I weigh now, which I'm quite happy with. I'm healthy, I'm strong. Um, Back then, I probably was this weight now, a different body composition. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had um, uh, have as have as much lean muscle tissue as I do now. But so I probably would have had a little bit more body fat, but I wanted to be skinny, so I was aiming for I think one stage I was aiming for eight stone twelve or something like can you imagine a five foot six eight stone twelve person that's yeah it it wasn't good, so i anyway that would be my goal weight, and I would make a I i go count to my calendar how many. So I'd go onto my fitness pal, put in my twelve hundred calories or whatever. Or, you know, I, it would give me the option. Do you want to lose half a pound a week, a pound a week, a pound and a half or two pounds? And I was like, oh, two pounds a week, please. And then it would calculate basically twelve hundred calories for me every day. So I'm like, great, two pounds a week. So, I, you know, and I count and i would be like, OK, great. By Christmas, I'll be eight stone twelve. Amazing. And I would start my diet I'd start counting my calories and. Usually even by day three, but, you know, if I was lucky enough and I got to week three, I'd have fallen off and I'd have reverted back to my old habits, and I ended up just feeling hopeless and a victim to my own bad habits and my own mindset, and just couldn't seem to, um, to get rid of that cycle. And then I would just revert back to trying to find another way to, to achieve what I wanted, and this was back probably when I didn't, have, like this, this start, this would have started before I had kids, before I, I would have even had much weight to lose, but in my head, I thought I did. And it was very much because of the media that I was exposed to. Um Okay. So and what I think anyway is the problem in in my opinion is that we're searching for something external. We're, search, we're searching for something external to fix our problems when actually we should be looking within. Um, so as in, I always believed that I would be happier if I weighed a certain weight, I'd, oh, I would believed I'd be more confident if I weighed a certain weight. I believed that I would, you know, look better in my clothes if I weighed a certain weight. It was, you know, I weighed all of my happiness on this future, weighing a certain weight, when really what I needed to do was look within and actually look at my own insecurities. And if I was actually happy with myself and to have put healthy habits in place that were actually going to help me grow and we're going to kind of reward my body for everything it does for me. And that that's a very, very important mindset shift, mindset shift to make, to make a shift from exercising and eating a certain way to punish yourself or to try and become something that you're not or that you're not yet to becoming or to exercising and to I am dieting, not dieting, to exercising and eating because you want to be healthy. You want to be strong. You want to fuel your body. You want to reward your body for everything it does for you. And it's it's a big difference. And when you make that mindset shift, everything changes. Okay. so one thing that I get get asked a lot is what diet should we be doing? Okay, and then the really, really annoying answer to this is very much it depends. It depends on your goals. It depends on your preferences, it depends on your intolerances and your medical background, and it depends on your lifestyle. And um, I wanted uh, for a long time, I just wanted to be skinny as I got a little bit older, I suppose, after I had kids, yeah, I wanted to lose body fat after having the kids, but I also wanted to be healthy and I remember literally Googling um, what is a healthy diet? How am I supposed to be healthy? How you know what is it? What is the healthiest diet to follow? And I remember googling this, and just it was just information overload on the internet. And the problem with the internet is it's filled with people who want to sell you things, and it's filled with people who ha- quite often have um, PhDs or they're doctors or they're whatever, and they have all these letters after their names, and you're told. Oh, then then you're kind of you're led to believe right, well, if this person is a doctor, then this must be the diet that I'd look. But then I remember, you know, reading things about the paleo diet or the keto diet, but take it as an example that um, I was like, oh, wow, oh, my God, you know, blood sugar levels, you know, this and it, like it made so much sense. And then I remember reading up on the vegan diet and I'm like, oh, God, yeah. Like when you think about all the chemicals in meat and this, that and the other and the saturated fat and, all, and then like which are t- polar opposites. Um, I just it, it was just information overload. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And like, it didn't actually occur to me that the healthy, balanced diet that I did learn about in school through the food pyramid is probably what I should have done because it's not glamorised, it's not sexy, it's not you know, it's not something you if you Google it, that's not what you don't know, like. The food pyramid isn't the first thing to come up and um, that or, you know, just have a balanced lifestyle, you know, 80 percent full of whole foods, you know, carbohydrates, protein, healthy fats. And um, then just small amounts, 20% of things you enjoy, um, It just was. it's just not promoted. So um, it is just important to remember that whatever diet you do pick or whether you pick principles from all or some of them and you create your own, the following steps are crucial for creating lasting change. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what diet you pick as long as It suits your lifestyle. It's in line with your beliefs and it's in line with your goals. That's the main thing. But it these things that these sorry these steps that I'm going to explain are like if you want this to last long term, this is what on my journey from going from this kind of vicious cycle of constant dieting to getting to a stage where I feel like I have it figured out. I know how to eat healthily, I know how to have a a healthy relationship with food and I believe that it's because of these steps and I'll tell you now how many there they are, I have them written in front of me. So I have 10 steps, so 10 steps here um, that are going to help create lasting change in whatever diet you choose, whether you choose to just create a balanced lifestyle for yourself, which is what I do recommend. Of these are kind of the principles as well that a lot of of my nourish move and shine program is based around. Okay, so number one, establish a clear why. This I know I've talked about this in other podcasts and I talk about it all the time, but it is so important. If you start dieting, or if you start following a diet, or if you are just trying to improve your nutrition, you need to have a clear why for doing it. Is it health reasons? Is it, do you want to look a certain way? Have you got an event coming up? Is it, oh, some people will literally come to me, but I just want to lose some weight. And I'm like, okay, first of all, how much weight do you want to lose? And we get kind of get to the bottom of that. I'm like, and why? So why do you want to lose this weight? And So just say it's like they want to lose two stone. Why do you want to lose two stone? Because I have my sister's wedding coming up. Okay, why do you need to lose two stone for your sister's wedding? Because I... I've, I'm bridesmaid and I want to, I'm like you know I have to fit into the dress, and I was like okay well do they not do dresses in your size? Oh they do, but I like I want to look good in my dress. Okay, why don't you think that you you would look you wouldn't look good in your in the dress? Because I'm really self conscious and I'm unhappy and I don't like showing my arms or my back, and I want to feel comfortable and happy on the day. At the end of the day, it all comes down to happiness. It's the same if it's like I need to lose two stone. I'm finding it; I'm really unfit. I'm getting out of breath, playing with the kids in the back garden. I want to be able to enjoy time with my kids. That is such an important why I want to be able to keep up with them. I want to be around. So if you're finding that you're getting out of breath, going up the stairs, you know that that's not good and you're like, I I need to change that. So things like that are having a really, really clear, strong why and then actually writing it down somewhere, put it on your phone screen saber, write it out and decorate it and hang it on the inside of your wardrobe door or on your fridge, wherever you're going to see it every day. Or if you have a journal in the front page of your journal and look at it every day, because, you know, motivation is bullshit as in motivation exists, but then it like it's not long lasting. So then what's going to happen is, um motivation is going to wane eventually, it's going to disappear and. That's usually when people quit, but it's your why that are going to make you do these habits anyway when you don't feel like doing it, if you are trying to hit 10,000 steps every day and it's November and it's dark and it's cold and it's kind of drizzling a bit and you really don't feel like going out for a walk your why will make you do it. You're thinking about that feeling of feeling good, going up the stairs, you know, playing with your kids, looking good in that dress, whatever it is. It, it makes you get up and do those habits. And then what happens, what's amazing is that as you start to do the habits and you start to realize how good you feel because you do them. That then becomes another why I want to do it because I want to feel good. I know what it feels like. Um, so it's, it's amazing. And your why will change and it will develop, but, um, It's definitely it's one of the first things I get my clients to do when they start working with me. Um, Number two, start where you are. Don't try and change everything at once. Okay, so if you're someone who literally does zero exercise and um, just throws together dinners as much, you're so busy, you're throwing together frozen pizzas one night. You might do like microwave chicken curry another night. You, You know, you're not eating a whole lot of vegetables and you're doing zero exercise you are not going to want to get to be at a stage where you're strength training four times a week and you're walking every single day and you're drinking two liters of water and you're um yeah, like you're not going to you know, and you're tracking your you're tracking your calories and your macro your protein intake and everything. You're not going to go it's it's like you're not going to go from couch to marathon in the space of a like from a Friday to a Monday. You know, it's it's going All of these steps and habits, they take time and that's okay. So in some ways, when you're going from zero to one, like when you're starting from nothing, you will have to do very little to start to notice changes. So you might decide I'm going to go for a walk every day. That's how I'm going to start. And that can make a huge difference. Then when that starts to feel easier, you might decide, OK, I'm going to try and include more whole foods into my meal. So I'm going to have whole foods with every meal, then that starts to feel easier. Like, you know what? I haven't drank any water today. I'm going to add some water in today. you know, and you're building on these habits over time. And suddenly, like you all know how quickly, let's say a year, two years go by. In two years time, you could have the body of your dreams, the health markers of your dreams. You could be the happiness, the fulfillment, the belief in yourself, because it's actually so empowering to start where you are. Just accept where you are and take one step forward. And that's literally all you have to do is just take one step forward every single day, every single meal, every single decision. And some days won't go according to plan. It will never be perfect, but you start where you are and just do what you can. And that's, that's literally all that's important. Number three, getting rid of the all or nothing mentality. Literally take it day by day. So I've kind of rolled into this anyway. Diets and diet mentality that we are so used to is all about all or nothing. I'm on the diet. I'm off the diet. I'm on the wagon. I'm off the wagon. There is no wagon. okay? think of it as a continuum. I've I've talked about it, I think, in episode five or something like that. It's literally just here I am. How can I make this day a little bit healthier? How can I make this meal a little bit healthier? What can I do today to make myself that little bit healthier and that little bit happier? And if you have that mindset going into every single day, before you know it, you'll have built up these habits that you didn't even, that didn't feel hard to put into place in the first place. Um, another number four and, um, is view the journey as an experiment. And this is this also ties in with the all or nothing mentality. So that like everyone thinks that everything has to be perfect. It really doesn't. And it's quite the opposite. In order to get to a place of health and happiness that you want to get to, it's going to be trial and error. Okay. So every experiment has an objective. Every experiment has a method. Every experiment has a result and every experiment has a conclusion. So that's literally on your journey this is going to happen you're going to have an objective right i'm going to go and go to a spin class today um okay so that's fine you go to your your method is going to the spin class and doing this the spin class and um, your result was okay i burned probably about 500 calories I've got a great sweat on i hated every second of it the conclusion is Spinning is not for me. I'm going to try a kettlebells class next time. Um, That's just one example. So it's the same when you're trying different meals, when you're trying rather than it's about having a growth mindset and not being like, oh, I hate exercise. I hate all exercise. There is something out there for everyone. Um, Oh, I hate vegetables. There is something out there for everyone you don't know until you try. So it is literally about stepping out of your comfort zone, trying things. You're not committing to anything long term. If some if you hate something, you can take a step back and try something else. And you like you'd be absolutely shocked what you'll learn about yourself in that kind of that trial and error um, mindset is amazing. Alright, number five, take the time limit off. This is the, one of the most important things. Now, with my program, it is an eight week program. But I always say to my ladies is that, you know, it is an eight week program. But after the eight week program, you will have the tools to continue on your journey yourself. If that's what you wish to do, if you wish to do another eight weeks, that's totally fine. But after doing the eight weeks, you will be provided with all the information that you need to get yourself on the right path for a healthy, happy lifestyle. Okay, so but taking the time limit off is crucial because if you have a weekend away and you completely throw things off, and if you're if you have a time limit, oh, I need to need to get to so and so by six weeks' time. If you have a few day, few off days, which will happen because it's life. You know, there's birthday parties, people get sick, there's holidays, there's. You know, things don't go according to plan. Not and nothing will be perfect on the journey. By taking the time limit off, it's easier to just be like, I'm starting fresh again today. And that's okay. But if you're like, Oh, I'm after ruining my whole diet and then you just give up because you're like, What's the point? So that taking that time limit off and see like it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. This is for life. Okay. When you're making health and fitness changes, you need to view it as something that you're doing for life. So for that reason, you need to enjoy it. First of all, um, you need to not push yourself too far that you get to the point of overwhelm and you give up. If you do feel overwhelmed, you need to take a step back. You do need to get out of your comfort zone because, you know, you're not nothing grows in the comfort zone, but you don't need to step so far out of your comfort zone that you end up saying fuck it. OK, so it's about finding that balance. And by t- a huge point of that is to take the time limit off, so don't have it. Like it's it's no har- it's no harm to have a have a wedding or something, you know that you're a holiday that you use as a, a means of focus, but not to the extent that it puts you, it overwhelms you, and makes you want to give up. So look at look at the long game because, as I said before, two years go by in the blink of an eye. So, um, okay, number six, start strength training. So starting strength training can change. It changed everything for my mindset. First of all, it stopped the mentality of me wanting to be skinny. Suddenly I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be able to lift heavier weights. I wanted to be able to lift them correctly. I noticed weaknesses in my body that I didn't know were there. Like I remember I didn't I wasn't even aware of how bad my posture was after having kids. I wasn't aware of how weak my back was um, after having kids and by bringing these awarenesses didn't make me feel like, oh, I have a week back or oh, my posture so bad. It was like, OK, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? And it gives this whole different focus. You're not going into the gym and sweating and sweating and sweating, trying to burn calories so, so that you can burn off what you ate at the weekend. You know, it's like you're going to the gym and you're like, I'm going to lift this today or I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm I'm building a body that I want for myself. It's and it becomes not about how you look, but what you can do and. That changes everything, like so much to the point now that, like, I probably would have had a real victim mentality when I was in my twenties, and you know, would have liked Dave to look after me, and you know, yeah. You know, whereas now I'm like, I remember one time when I was still teaching, and um, I was putting um, boxes into my car. I think from my classroom, and my principal kindly came over and and was like, "Oh, can I give you a hand with those boxes?" I was like, "No, I can lift them." <laughs> and like, it's funny, like, I, it's it's a big thing to me, like, I'm like, I can lift things for myself or a huge thing for me with strength was being able to, like Kai, my smallest child, um, being able to go for a walk by myself with him. Now, he's a bit older now, so it's fine. But when he was three or four, being able to go for a walk with him. And if he got tired, I could put him on my shoulders and carry him on my shoulders. Where when Jaden and Layla were small, I didn't, my older two kids, I didn't have the strength. So I wouldn't have felt confident going for a walk without a buggy with them when they were small because I wouldn't have been had the strength to carry them. So, you know, things like that, that just are a game changer. And not only that, when you're strength training, you're building lean muscle. Now, when people, when people hear me talk about building muscle. They sometimes sometimes it frightens them. They're like, "Oh, I don't want to get bulky." So like building muscle is the correct term for toning up. Okay, so people want to tone up. What you're doing when you're toning up is you're losing body fat and you're building lean muscle tissue, and it makes you look toned. Okay, so when the what a lot of people don't know about, apart from you're going to look better in your clothes, you're going to look better naked. You're going to yeah, your your body going to be less jiggly. You're going to feel better. You're going to move better. And um, apart from all of that, what's fantastic about having lean muscle tissue is that you will burn more calories at rest. So just by being alive and by having more lean muscle on your body, you're going to burn more calories just being alive, which is amazing, which means that you can eat more food to maintain your weight. So as you well, as you're losing weight, the more you're and the more muscle you're building, then the more you the higher you be able to keep your calories while you're in your calorie deficit. And then when you get to maintenance, You'll get to eat like I. I can maintain somewhere, yeah, around two thousand five hundred to two thousand eight hundred calories a day. Now I can maintain my weight. Um, after years of restriction, um, it uh, took a long time to get there, but um, but I got there. And if I like when I want to lose body fat, now I and keeping in mind I'm about one hundred and forty pounds, but sixty four kilos. I don't know if that matches up exactly, but in and around that, I'm five foot six, and I can lose body fat on two thousand calories a day. So. You know, which the people, which the experts say is usually maintenance. So by having lean muscle tissue, it's going to just give you a better quality of life because you'll be stronger, you'll move better, things won't hurt. Your joints won't start to ache. You're building strength around your joints to keep strong and healthy. And you'll actually be able to eat like a normal person and maintain your body weight. So and it's so freeing. So strength training, like I could go like I will do a whole podcast on strength training again. um, But. That's just what's important to mention about that. Um, Number seven, stop exercising to burn calories. So I mentioned that in the strength training. Please stop doing that. First of all, your Fitbits, your exercise, bikes in the gym, whatever it is, the calories they're telling you you're burning are not accurate um, at all. Okay, so you can use the calories, your calorie burn on your, your Fitbit, like for your overall daily calories, like at the minute. It's telling me I've burnt so it's 7 p.m. and I've burnt two thousand and eighty eight calories so far today. And um, I don't know if that that number is not accurate, I would presume. But I know I can compare that to the calorie burn from yesterday and the calorie burn from the day before to see am I consistent in how much movement I'm getting in. But it is really important that you do not go to the gym to burn off what you've eaten or to exercise in advance of eating something because it doesn't actually matter. It's highly inaccurate and it's a really, really unhealthy relationship to have with exercise and with food. So it's definitely one to stop. Um, Number eight, increase your daily movement. So increasing your daily movement is going to make a huge difference. Okay, it's first of all, it really, really. So we could be talking about going for a daily walk and that's really good for the mind really good for clarity really good for health so if you're in a positive mindset and you're feeling fresh and healthy and happy you're more likely to stick with your new eating habits okay it's ju- it's just going to make you a happier person and obviously it's good for your heart it's going to keep you healthy it's going to keep you fit so I'm matched with strength training literally what I do now like i've you know i was doing crossfit for quite a long time and i'm now i've now kind of transitioned over to i'm just strength training in the gym And so sometimes in the gym, I, you know, like I I wouldn't be out of breath in the gym. Um, I break a sweat from the the weights I'd be lifting, but I just strength train in the gym and then I walk every day as in get out for a walk, hail, rain or snow. And um, that's what I'm using to keep me fit at the minute. And that's mainly because I'm busy. I will probably eventually um, do a little bit of short distance running again. But at the minute, that's where I'm at and I feel like it's keeping me healthy enough. But um, Your daily movement doesn't always just have to be like going for a walk, parking further away from somewhere, just general housework, gardening, moving around more. But if you're on a desk job, you probably it probably will involve going for a walk. But I know on my busy days, I will make the school run my walk. So I'll walk the kids to school. I'll walk back. I'll walk back up to collect Kaya too. I'll walk home. I'll walk back up to collect Layla three if I have time and walk back. Now that's that's on an ideal day, that's not every day, so it depends, but I will make a conscious effort to increase my daily movement. It's just a really, really good habit to get in in line and it's highly, highly underrated. How much of a difference that um daily movement um daily like a walk does for burning calories if we are talking about burning calories, but just for getting your daily it. your calorie expenditure up so that um so that you can kind of push yourself into that little bit of a deficit without having to give up too much food basically um really really important uh number eight no i just did number eight number nine sleep Hi. another one that is extremely important and probably one of the top probably the top of the priority list you need to be getting enough sleep now i'm saying this now and I'm, I can be the world's worst, especially when I'm busy or if I'm a little bit stressed or, you know, I tend to do some early shifts in the gym and stuff. So I quite often get up at 5 a.m. and I can find it hard to get to sleep in time to get this. But you should be aiming for seven to nine hours a night. It Again, you'll just have to go with how, what feels right for you. But chronic sleep deprivation makes a huge impact on fat loss it's, well, first of all, it's going to make it harder for you to stick to anything because everything is harder on five hours sleep. It's just, it just is. And um, if you're so used to five hours sleep, you won't know what seven hours of sleep feels like because you won't remember. But when you do and you're like, wow, everything feels easier, everything feels better and just everything falls into place. I'm also very aware that a lot of my listeners have small kids that don't sleep the night and it's not really in their control. And again, it's just about putting the healthiest habits in place around sleep. So going to bed at a particular time, regardless of what time you're going to be woken at, just go to bed at the set time and um, phones, keep phones out of the room, read a bit before going to sleep, try some meditation exercises. If you're in a position with a small baby at home and you can nap when they're sleeping, just do that because it. Do, even if you can't get your sleep, all in one go. If you can get them in little bits throughout the day, it really do, it does add up and you just have to do make the most of it. And then number 10 is be patient and consistent. It takes time. So losing body fat and making long-term changes to your mindset, to your health, to your fitness, to your body composition, it takes time. Like, And things that are worth it are worth the time. It doesn't have to be a huge hard slog. If anything, you should learn to enjoy the process, but it will take time. So if you've got this, oh, I want to lose a stone. I want to lose a stone in six weeks. Just just lose that mindset. Just be like, I'm ready. Just start today. Take a step forward. It, um, The time's going to go by anyway. We know how quick it goes. But it does take time, and it is. I feel like people get sick of hearing this from me, but you just you need like patience is something that we a lot of us don't have because we're so used to kind of instant social media, instant dinners, fast food, fast everything. That you know, fast information. That having to work for something and wait for something is something that we're not really used to anymore. But it is about learning patience. So in order to be patient, it's patient. It's really important to to enjoy the process. So this is where your trial and error, finding things you enjoy, finding your way that it doesn't have to be all or nothing, that there is a path for you. You just need to keep trying different things till you find it and being consistent. So it's just, you know, everyone has a shit few days. That's fine. Just get up, get on with it and consistently get back to the good habits. Once the good days are overshadowing the bad or like are are more than the bad days, it it adds up over time. And suddenly, because you start to feel so good on the good days, you'll have more good days and it has this knock on effect. So patience, consistency, like consistency is key. It's absolutely everything. And also just believing you can do it. I promise you there is nothing wrong with you. It is 100% what we have been exposed to through media, through slimming clubs, through diet culture. And I, I feel hopeful that we're kind of coming through that now in this age of information. And I just hope that you find find some sort of value in this and that you, um, can take something I've I've told you today and um, take that with you on your journey. And yeah, I hope that you can find, find your way and I just promise that it is it is definitely definitely doable so anyway that is the end of my podcast for today so if you would like to connect with me or if you haven't already like I said I have the new website and which is katehamiltonhealth.com and then you can connect with me on Instagram Facebook and TikTok at Kate Hamilton Health. And if you want to know more about the Nourish, Move and Shine program and the intake in January, just um, you can message me on any of those platforms or my um, email is KateHamiltonHealth at gmail.com. And I will catch you all next week.